0: Turn with us this morning to uh, Psalms 34, the 34th Psalm, and let's release faith, believe for the Lord to speak to us. It makes all the difference. I know that's a big statement, but I'm saying it. It makes all the difference in life, what you believe. Amen. Right. you In fact, you are what you believe. You know, think about the difference whether you believe there's a God or you don't believe there's a God. Uh Does that affect you? Who you are? How you think? What you do? And so, you know, there are people that think we're foolish to gather together or you're foolish to gather together to come hear somebody talk for a little bit. And especially if you put money into it, you're just a fool. But... uh, and, and like we've already said, there are places you ought to stay away from. But does it matter what you believe? Yes. You are what you believe. Your whole life is affected and governed by what you believe. Well, where do you get your beliefs? You really only got two sources of belief. God and men. That's it. So, you know, people that want to make fun of you, they're the ones that are pitiful. They've made up their own beliefs. <laughs> and they have no standard. You know, think about this. If there's no God, there is no right and wrong. There is no right and If there's no God, there is no right and wrong. It's just your opinion versus somebody else's opinion. And theory and belief. There's no standard. Amen. There's no good. There's no evil. There's no past. There's no future. But that's a lie. Amen. I said there's a lie. Uh-huh. There is a God.
1: Yes.
0: And he's our father. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. There is a Lord. And he's our savior. And he's our brother. Amen. And our, if he's your Lord then you don't get to believe just anything you want to believe or live just any way you want to live. He's your Lord. You believe what he tells you to believe. You do what he tells you to do. We shouldn't be running our own life. We should be following him. Come on, somebody say, I'm following him. I'm, follow- I'm following the master. Hallelujah. <laughs> the Bible says we're to endure hardness as good soldiers. We should have something of a military mentality in these things. We don't write our own orders. You go where you're sent. You stay where you're stationed. That's not always what you want to do after the flesh. Right? But you need to come to attention and say, sir, yes, sir. To your Lord. Do what he said. And I'm going to know he's got a good plan for your life. If you'll follow it, even though it might not look like what you thought you'd want to do, it's going to be far better than anything you could have come up with. Because he's always looking out for you. Looking out for your best, for your good. In the scriptures, in the Psalms, Psalm 34, we began a few weeks ago. A series we're calling... The goodness of God. And our text here. Describes. The goodness of God. Psalm 34. And 8. Psalm 34. 8 says oh. When a verse starts like that. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Taste and see. When something's. Really, really, really good. You have to throw in something extra, like a ooh or a oh, right? <laughs> if somebody said, "Was that some good cornbread?" You, you don't go. Yes, it was. <laughs> if it was really, really good, well, you say, "Woo! <laughs> oh, that was some good cornbread." Somebody say cornbread. Yeah. Cornbread. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Do you know that millions of people don't believe God is good? You know that a whole lot of church going people are not really that convinced that God is all that good. Oh, they'd say it. They would agree with you. But they're really kind of scared of him. And they believe he's got a mean streak. Yeah, they do. They believe God has a dark side. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of preachers. The bulk of what they preach is woe instead of O it's it's woe 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 unto thee well that's in the Bible yeah but who gets the woe and who gets the O (laughs) huh if you're the one getting the O you don't need to be concerned about the woe (laughs) if you're about to get the woe repent, get right with God and you'll get free from the woe and get over here with us and oh, taste and see that the Lord is good but there's a, of course there's a lot of people don't believe in God at all but then there's a whole lot of folks they believe God is unknowable you cannot understand him He is discriminately, indiscriminately I should say, doing good and evil throughout the world and universe and nobody understands why and nobody's ever going to understand why and that is not true. I said that is not true. Evil does not come out of God. He did not create evil. Evil is not his will. Evil is not of him. Amen. And if you think you know scriptures that say that, you don't understand them. Amen. And all the scriptures have to agree. Amen. We looked at some of them in the first uh, message of this series. So go back and get that, please. And go with it and, and look at what we're talking about. 1 Timothy 4.4 says, everything God has created is good. We'll learn a lot of evil stuff in the world. Right. God didn't create it that way. Amen. Amen. That's right. You might say it like this. Everything God created was good when he created it. Amen. That's right. In its original form. Amen. It was good. Amen. But a lot of stuff has happened after he created it. Amen. And there's been perversions and distortions. Well, distortions that happen after he created it is not an improvement on his original creation and not his will and not his plan. We must stop blaming God for the evil in this world. It didn't come out of him. It's not his will. It's not his plan. Now, the devil wants you to believe. That God is responsible for all the bad stuff, and his preference is that you don't even believe that He, the devil, exists. That way, he can work unrestricted, and no matter how you know terrible of the things he does in your life, you'll just blame God. Is this happening with people all over the world? It's happening. But thank God, you'll know the truth. And the truth will make you free. Somebody say thank you Lord for the truth. Thank you for enlightening us. Hallelujah. You know we've been praying. And believing for a couple of years now. This one thing. Lord show us what's you. And what's not you. Right. And he's doing it. I can see it. I can see it. In the series that he's given us, I can see it right now. I just sat back in my chair last night and, and said, Lord, this is it. This is it. This is what we've been praying about. You showing us what's you and what's not you. Amen. That's right. Come on. The thing I was shouting about is this. How can you tell what's God and what's not God? Anybody got it already? If it's God, it's good. <laughs> Now, how easy is that? Yeah. I said, how easy is that? Yeah. But do most people believe that? No. no, see, they believe it's more complicated than that. Uh-huh. No, well, you know, sometimes God does bad because he has good in mind. And and, and there's theologians that will tell you, well, the devil is God's creation. He had to create it for his purposes. And you, you mean the devil's working for God? we might as well quit now. I mean, what are we going to do with that? How can you handle that? It's a lie. I said it's a lie. These people that think they're so smart and twist things up, there actually is a verse that says woe. Woe to him that calls evil good and good evil. That's a woe. So no, it's so simple. A three-year-old could perfectly understand it. The devil is a bad devil and he does bad things. God is a good God and he does good things all the time. They never swap jobs. They don't work together. If it's good, it ain't the devil. If it's bad, it's not God. Now, I know a lot of people don't believe that, but I'm hoping a lot of people in here believe it. And if you don't, keep hanging around. <laughs> keep hanging around. Search the scriptures. See if these things are so. Verse 8, he said, oh. Somebody say, oh. oh. Man, I, I, I think it's worth us combing our hair and coming to church for right here. Oh, not woe. Somebody say, oh. 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 Taste and see. That the Lord is good. The, today's English version says, find out for yourself how good the Lord is. Hallelujah. And on down in the verse, down in verse 12 uh, and, and further, he talks about, do you want to live a long time and do you want to experience good things? He's talking about good all through this. He talks about no good thing will the Lord withhold from those that walk uprightly. He's talking about it all through this psalm. So it's worthy of meditation. But for time's sake, go with me this morning to Romans, the 12th chapter. And you're believing with me, right? Believe with me for utterance. Not just for me, but for yourself, what you hear. Because uh, you obviously you can get things out of what you're hearing come through me, but the Lord can say things to you directly that I didn't even say. The Holy Spirit's the teacher. Romans the twelfth chapter, verse one. He said, "I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service." You know, if the Lord bought us, paid for us, saved us. You know, he owns us yeah. many times over. That's right. He made us. Yeah. If he stopped sustaining us for a millisecond, our heart would quit beating. we quit breathing, we'd fall in the floor. Yeah. If he quit sustaining the earth, the gravity would stop and we'd fly off the surface of the planet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He, he owns us. Yeah. And not only that, when we lost ourselves through sin... He bought us back, paid the highest price that's ever been paid for anything, the precious blood of the Lamb to buy us. Is that right? You've been bought and paid for. When you've been bought and paid for, and you're owned multiple times over, it's just reasonable that you show up and say, I'm yours. What do you want me to do? It's just reasonable. Somebody say, it's just reasonable for me to serve him. And besides that, it's the best life there is. It's the best life there is. You know, I'm glad I came this morning. I'd have preached this to myself. This is good. Keep reading verse 2. Be not conformed to this world. How many know there's a lot of evil in this world? There's a lot of bad in this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Does your mind need to be renewed to? So that you can prove or discern or differentiate what? What we've been praying about for a couple of years now. Lord, show us what's you and what's not you. Well, what's him and what's not him? What's him is good, what's not him is not good. That you may prove and discern what is good and acceptable and perfect. Will of God, the things that please him. Hallelujah. All of this is good, but skip down to verse 9. He said, let love be without dissimulation. That is, no, no phony stuff. Be genuine. Abhor that which is evil and cleave to that which is good. Now see, first of all, you've got to have verse 2. You've got to distinguish what is good and evil first before you know what to hold on to and what to shun. Now the word evil, uh, in our modern vernacular, we'd probably more often use the word bad. That's what it equates in modern usage. When we hear evil, sometimes people's mind runs off on a tangent. But it basically means the absence of good no good. We use that term, don't we? That's, right. that's no good. <laughs> well, King James of saying it, you'd say that's evil.
1: Yeah.
0: It's no good. It is the polar opposite of good. Said out loud, abhor what's evil. Abhor what's evil. Cleave to, Cleave to what, is good. what is good. Now before you can do that, what has to happen? You've got to know the difference. You've got to know this is evil. Stay away from that. This is good. Hold on to it. Don't let anybody get it away from you. Keep reading. Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love and honor preferring one another. Love is good. Amen. Respect and honor is good. Somebody say good. good. Now skip on down with me to verse 18. If it be possible as much as lies in you or we might say it like this, as much as it's up to you. Live peaceably with all men. In order to be that if it was just left up to you, uh, you and they would have no fights. No problem. Now it's not all left up to you. That's why he says if it's possible. Because sometimes no matter how much you want to get along, they want to (laughs) fight. Right? (laughs) But you don't have to join the fight. Live peaceably with all men, with everybody. Keep reading. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place to wrath to his wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. He said, Payback is mine, right. not yours. Yeah. Come on, somebody said out loud Payback, Payback. is the Lord's. the Lord's, it's not mine, it's, not mine. it's his. He is the only one qualified to be judge, The only right. one. And therefore the only one qualified to pass judgment on evil. Judgments have to be made by God concerning good and evil. There's coming a time when Jesus talked about How that humanity is going to be separated. Is that right? The good from the evil. There is a heaven and there is a hell. And that is separation of good and evil. Mm -hmm. And you hear people say, I can't understand it. How, How good God that's supposed to be love, could send people to a place like hell if it really exists. How could a good God whose love do that? Well, first of all, who are you? And what do you know <laughs> to try to judge it? Amen. But let me just leave you with this thought. Not that I'm closing right now.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> <So it's> a, <laughs> <laughs> my Phyllis's dad, my father-in-law, he's so funny about these things. I used to say uh, can y'all take any more? You know, can you? Can I go a little bit longer? And he told me one day, he said, you never look at me when you say that. <laughs> he said, because I'm going.
1: <laughs> I said, yeah. <laughs>
0: I think that's where Phyllis gets some of her sassiness from. So. <laughs> where were we For we...
1: Ran off the road.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to leave you with something. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, I asked the Lord about that one time. And he ac- He answered me. Somebody said, you, you think you heard from God? I know I did. <laughs> Same way you can if you learn how to listen. Some people were on TV and they were just going on and on about... How could a good God send people to hell if there actually is a place that burns with fire, eternal, and hell? A God who's supposed to be love. How could he do that? Especially if it's for eternity? How could he do it? And they were mocking it, making fun of it. And uh, I just spoke right up. Just, Just me sitting there. I said, Lord... I know you're faithful. I know you're just. I know you're righteous. I choose to believe. Everything you do, you are righteous. And so whether I understand it or not, I'm going to say you are righteous. I said, but what do you say about this? What, what do I say? I'm a minister. What do I say about this? And it just, just like the, it came right up in my spirit. He said, Keith, it's not my choice. It's not my choice. Not too long after that, we taught the series on you choose. (laughs) And if you hadn't hadn't got that, get in it. Get in it. It'll help straighten out. I had some people write us after that. They said, you made me so mad. (laughs) This one guy wrote us and he said he he liked our ministry. He thought we were great. And he heard that and he actually shut off the, the player. And was taking the stuff to throw it in the trash. And was making up his mind he was never going to listen to us again. And he said the Spirit of God arrested him on the way to the trash can. (laughs) And said, you know, basically prove him wrong. Go through the scriptures. See if it's right or wrong. And it took him a while. But he got changed. His mind got renewed. Because there are people all over the place. Blaming God for evil things. They are attributing all this bad stuff to him. God's not sending people to hell. People are sending their self. They have a choice. He's not making the choice for them. We really do have a free will. God is not controlling us. See, people try to portray, well, God's controlling everything. It was God that chose whether you ate Cornflakes or Rice Krispies this morning. No, God is not controlling everything. If He's controlling everything, we don't really have a free will. He said, Son, it's not my choice. In fact, it grieves Him. I said, It grieves Him. You want me to prove that to you from the Scriptures? Go to the book. Of, where are you right now? Stay in Romans. And go to the book of Lamentations. I believe it's the third chapter. I'm going to have to find it. Lamentations 3. That's right. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Some people get arrogant and indignant. Well, I just believe God is controlling everything. Well, you believe wrong. God in his sovereignty and in his power has chosen to leave some things up to us. And it really is our choice. And he will let us choose. To do things. That are completely against his will. And contrary. To his plan for us. And that's evil. That's bad. In Lamentations 3. I believe about verse 31. Lamentations 3. And 31. It says the Lord will not cast off. Forever. How many know his mercy endures? Forever. Verse 32. But though he cause grief. Yet will he have compassion. According to the multitude of his mercies. Verse 33. Are you ready? For he does not afflict. Willingly. Nor grieve. The children of men. What does that mean? He has to pass judgments. Concerning evil. But it's against his own will. He doesn't do it. Willingly. Hell is not the will of God. For anybody. And yet there will be people that go there. Does the Bible say. He's not willing. That any. How many is any? Amen. Would it be right to say he's not willing that a single person That's right. perish? Amen. Did Jesus go to the cross and pay for the sins of every human being yeah. that would ever live? Yeah. And yet, whether they choose him or not is not his choice.
1: Right.
0: It's their choice. Amen. And we have a whole lifetime to demonstrate our choice. And the truth is, and I I know this may not sound right to some people, but it's the truth. The truth is, apparently, there's a point where when you don't choose the good, you're not going to. And the Lord knows that. You think about the devil and his crowd. How long they've been around, and they still are evil. Amen. When are they going to change? Never. We don't know how many millennia, or it could be millions of years, or longer. Could be billions. We don't know how long they've been that way. But they hadn't changed. How am going to believe the devil's still the father of lying. And the deceiver and the destroyer. I mean, if what he wants happens, it's going to be killing and stealing and destroying and deceiving. Is that right? Yes, sir. When is that ever going to change? It's not. Apparently, it's never going to change. Which is why it has to be separated from the good. If... Everybody who's chosen evil and are not going to change, including the devil and his angels and bunch, are with us in heaven. No. <laughs> then heaven is no longer heaven. Mm-hmm. Even God's judgments are good.
1: Yes,. That's right.
0: Do you believe it, Saints? Yes. But he does not, when, when he has to pass judgment on evil. Because it's had opportunity, it's had opportunity, and it's not going to change. And to allow it to remain is only going to drag down and infect the rest of the bunch. It has to be judged. And he's the only one qualified to judge it. But, it, but when he does, he doesn't do it willingly, it grieves him. But that's his job, not mine. Not yours. And there's still opportunity for people to make a change. Isn't there? Still opportunity. Hallelujah. As long as there's breath, there's hope. Right? Even if somebody's been a hard head for fifty years, they can change. I was hearing recently about somebody that was, you know, well up in age, and they'd just been a rascal. For, you know, and a doubter and an unbeliever and this and that, and hallelujah, they got to God. They got to God and changed. Hallelujah. Well, then you don't mind having them in heaven with you. But if they're never going to change, we want heaven to be heaven. In order for that to be the case, then the evil that's never going to change cannot be in the same place. Amen. It has to be separated. Somebody say God is, God, God is faithful. God is righteous. God is, righteous. God is
1: good, God is good. In, all his in all his judgments.
0: Go back to Romans, please. He said it's not my choice, Keith, whether people go to heaven or hell. I know some theologians don't believe that. But that's why we spent the next several months <laughs> camping in the Word on it. So if you've got questions about it, go get that series. It won't cost you anything. You Choose is the name of it. Feed on it. Go through the Scriptures and prove what we just said wrong. I don't care about your opinion. Talk about with other Scriptures.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: With other Scriptures. Everybody okay? Yeah. Can you take some more? Yeah. I'm looking to see if I see any of this. <laughs> I saw one. <laughs> but I saw a lot more people go, yeah, cool. okay, you're outvoted, brother, sorry. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, go to Deuteronomy. While we're on this, let's just camp on a little bit more. You know we can't get through all this today, right? This is, this is so big. We're talking about the goodness of God. How big is that? It's as big as him. But he's helping us, isn't he? He's, he's leading us, he's guiding us. Go with us to Deuteronomy, the 8th chapter. Deuteronomy 8, verse 1. He, the Lord said, The commandments which I command you this day shall you observe to do that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to your fathers. Does this sound like a good plan or a bad plan? It's going to go good for you. You're going to prosper. You're going to multiply. Verse 2. And you shall remember all the way which the Lord your God led you these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you, to prove you, to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or no. Now just that, that very question brings up all kind of things. Well wouldn't he already know? <laughs> he does know the end from the beginning. But he's not controlling us. Things are not set in stone. Because we really do have a free will. That's right. The plan of God is the plan of God. He's not going to change that. And he can get it done more than one way. I said he can get it done. He's God. His plan is going to be done. But it doesn't have to be with you or me. (laughs) We do have it. Even though we might have been his choice to do it. If we won't do it. He'll just have to use somebody else. A friend of mine. Launched a a really strong arm of ministry. This has been decades ago now. But it, it was something they had to believe God for. It cost millions and millions of dollars. And it had the potential of affecting a whole state and the country. And uh, when when the Lord began dealing with him about it, he thought, Lord, I I never even thought about doing that. I'm not qualified to do that. I don't know anything about that, besides not having the money. (laughs) And as he began to get into it, the Lord helped him. Year after year, they built, they developed. It got stronger. It began to happen. And it just came up in his heart one day as he saw it coming together. He said, Lord, am I the first person you talk to about doing this? See, said, what would you even think of that? He said, the Lord spoke to his heart, no, you're not. He said, well, what number am I? (laughs) Second or third? He said, seventh. Seventh. He had dealt with six others to do it and none of them did it. Now we know this principle is true. We know God can do things more than one way. Don't we? We just got through reading in the Word. Because everybody around here reads their chapter. Is that right? Everybody at Faith Life Church reads their chapter every day. Monday, Monday through, Friday. through Friday. And so recently you read about how the Lord was really upset with the people. Yeah. And he told Moses and Aaron, stand back. Yeah. Right? Stand back. I'm going to wipe this bunch off the map. And what did he say? And I will raise up of you a greater name. What's he saying? I'll do it through you. Well, yeah, but we're talking about a couple of million people. And what? A couple of people. Well, it just take a little bit more time. Which to God, (laughs) with him a thousand years is like a day. (laughs) I'm telling you, everything is not set in stone. Like people try to imply that it is. If it was, if God is totally controlling everything from beginning to end, no matter what men do, then there can be no if. And yet there are many, if you do this, this will happen. If you don't do this, this won't happen. But I don't want any stone crying out, praising God in my place. And I don't want any yahoo getting my reward. How about you? No. No. Well, then I need to be about the Father's business. Is that right? Acting like I'm glad that he gave me an assignment instead of complaining about it. Come on, y'all listen to me. Being glad. That he would use me. And doing it. (laughs) He said. he, He let these things happen. To prove you. To know what was in your heart. Why was there a tree. Of knowledge. Of good and evil. In the garden. Why? Wouldn't it have been so much simpler. Just don't put it in there. (laughs) and so then they couldn't eat it and they couldn't mess everything up is that what you'd have done (laughs) and that'd be why you ain't God (laughs) you don't know better than him why'd he put it in there and then tell them you can eat of any tree here but not that one not that one Don't eat of the tree, of the knowledge of good and evil. evil. When you find out about evil, you know what's one of the first things you realize? I'd have been better off not knowing this. Oh yeah. Just because something is well written doesn't mean you need to read it. I appreciate good literature. Some of it's evil. It's written wonderfully. And it's just as evil as can be. Just because somebody did an amazing job painting it. Or an amazing job sculpting it. Does not keep it from being evil. But people because of their pride. They like to think. I'm well educated. I'm well read. I'm widely versed. (laughs) Yeah you're confused. I guarantee you you want to despise the evil and stay away from it you want to love the good and hold on to it is that that what the Lord told us he's good everything that he made is good everything that comes out of him is good because good comes out of good evil comes out of evil no evil could come out of God because he's not evil. God didn't create the devil the devil. He created an anointed cherub. Is that right? That covers a beautiful amazing being. And the Bible said iniquity was found in the devil. And he is the father of lying. What does it mean for father? He fathered it. God didn't create lying. God didn't make the devil the devil. The devil made himself the devil. Because he had ability to choose. He said, these opportunities of where they didn't know where their food was coming from, they didn't know how they were going to get away from the Egyptian armies. What happens is you find out what's in your heart when it's uncomfortable. When a little pressure is there, you gonna start cussing. You gonna start shaking your fist at God. You ready to quit church over nothing? Or if good's in your heart, how many know out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Good comes out of a good treasure of of a man. Evil comes out of the evil treasure of the heart. And it's like a sponge. All you got to do is push on it a little bit and see what comes out. <laughs> Is that right? A lot of folks, as long as everything's going good and everybody's treating them the way they want to be treated and they're getting exactly what they want to get, oh, they're lovely, lovely, lovely. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, buddy, but if it looks like their prayers ain't coming to pass or as quick as they want to or somebody knew what they thought they were supposed to do, man, they get mean, they get bitter. Angry, holding grudges. Come on, here with me? Offended, hurt, quit this, quit that, leave this, leave that. What happened? It showed what was in their heart all the time. But what's the purpose? What's God have in mind? Keep reading. He fed you in the mill Verse sixteen. Skip down. Excuse me. Deuteronomy eight sixteen. He fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers knew not. Nobody had ever eaten manna before. That he might humble you, that he might prove you. To do what? To do what? What was his plan? What was it? He wants. You to pass tests. Uh He wants you to demonstrate that you'll believe him no matter what. Come on, are you with me? He wants you to demonstrate it so he can do good things for you that he hadn't been able to do for everybody else. But if you're going to doubt him and quit him at the first little bump in the road, you don't qualify. Because unbelief is evil. Choosing to doubt God, question God accuse God. That's evil. How many believe there's going to be nobody in heaven shaking a fist at God? (laughs) Going, why? There's not going to be any of them. So if you're going to do that, mm, no, the good land should have the good people in it. Amen. Amen. He said concerning the promised land. We just got through reading this recently. He said don't do all the evil things those people did. Because he said the land itself is vomiting them out. The land. Why? Because it had something bad in it. What? All those ites. (laughs) (laughs) Is that right? Amalekites and. Then they were evil. They were doing evil things. And the land itself was going, Ugh, uh, I got to get, these people are making me sick. Yeah. <laughs> the land. <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because God made the land. Yeah. It's a good land. Yeah. It's not supposed to be full of evil stuff. That's right. yeah. Heaven's not going to be full of evil stuff. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said that he might do you good at your latter end, do you believe that God's plan for you is good, always good, ultimately good, no matter what you're seeing or feeling at the moment? If you will trust Him, how many believe? Go back to Romans 8. In closing, I think this is enough to chew on, isn't it? This is there are some uh, some meat of the word things here. Things that people think, well, we can't know anything about the judgments of God. He's revealed all kind of things to us about His judgments. The main thing you need to know is He's good. You need to believe He's good in the morning. You need to believe He's good at lunchtime. You need to believe He's good on your evening commute home. He's good. No matter what you're seeing, no matter what you're feeling, He's good. What if you have a flat tire on the side of the road? Well, that's not good, but God is good. Is that come on? God is good. God is good. What if somebody's acting like a heathen and trying to cause you a problem? Well, that's not good, but God is good. Come on, God is good. Right. I, you know, we've been, we've been having churches long enough now to see we we've got a number of people that hadn't been coming to church. Some of them for months. Some of them for years. That were. My, I mean, in the beginning, man, they were hooked. They were in with both feet. They were excited. Tell everybody, God sent me here. God sent me here. And something rubbed them the wrong way. Sometimes it might have been me or Phyllis, but a lot of times it wasn't. It was somebody else that they went to church with. Yeah. And so they quit God. Yeah. It's not like they're going to church somewhere else. It's not like they're doing more for God than when they were with us. They're doing nothing nothing if somebody does you bad why do you quit your good God why would you do that see what happened it showed a problem they had in their heart already they were never completely convinced because even though they might not say it they're believing something ill against God if they weren't they'd still be serving him at least somewhere Let me just say it right now. If I do something dumb, don't quit God. How many will agree with me? How many will tell me I'm not going to quit God? Brother Keith, even if you go crazy, I'm not going to quit God. Right? If you run off the tracks. Right? If you wind up upside down in the ditch. Still, I'm not going to quit God. Because you know I'm not your Savior. I'm not your Lord. Right? I'm just a servant of his. He has never failed you. He has never hurt you. He has never let you down. He's never been cruel to you. Never. Never. And he never will. Don't doubt him. Don't question him. How many think it's a stupid thing. To get mad at God. He's your help. I'm going to quit God. All you did was hurt yourself, dummy. Right? He's your life. He's your source. Nobody's ever loved you more than he loves you. Nobody's ever been more on your side of looking out for you more or had a better plan for you. Nobody. And they never will. Come on, say it's me and you, Lord. No matter what. From now on. He's already told you he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Come on, what do you tell him? What do you tell him? I will not leave you, Lord, and I'm not going to forsake you. No matter what other people do, I'm not going to leave you. No matter what other people do, I'm not going to leave you. you. See, if you quit God because what somebody did or didn't do, you never really believed in him to start with. It wasn't there. To the degree it should have been. Amen. You were just waiting for something to offend you. It wasn't there. The way it should. I didn't say you never believed in him. You didn't believe in him the way you should have. Because if it's there. You'll go through so called hell and high water. You know what I'm talking about. If it's there. I mean I may do a lot of stuff. But I ain't quitting God. I'm not quitting him. He's faithful. He's faithful. He's good. He's real. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Romans 8. 28. And we know that what? All things work together for good. And a lot of people put a period there. And that's a big mistake. I said, that's a big mistake. People say, well, you know, the Bible said everything's working out for good. No, it didn't say that. It said everything's working out for good for a very specific group of people. Everything is not working out for the good for everybody. Mm-mm. All things work together for good to who? To who? Them that love, does he know who loves him? Yes. And who doesn't love him? Yes. How could you tell somebody loves you? He said, I tell you, that, John 14, Jesus said, the one that loves me will keep my commandments. Right. He'll do what I tell him to do. Right. Which means you can't just quit church anytime you want to. Right. <laughs> can't just jump out of a marriage or a family anytime you want to. Right. You have a Lord. Right. There's been some places in my life where I went and fell across the bed and cried. And said, Lord, I'm putting in for a transfer. And it came back. (laughs) Denied. (laughs) So what do you do now? If he's your Lord. I said if he's your Lord. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to go where you're sent. Mm -hmm. And you're going to stay where you're stationed. Even if it's not easy. Even if it's hard. And you might say, well, what's all this going on? Well, uh, all the bad stuff you know is not God, but even anything that he's allowing you. I mean, they were out out there believing for food, is that right? And believing for water. It wasn't always easy in the desert. But they were being able to demonstrate, if they would have chosen to, that they trust him. Why? Because he's got a plan to do you good. Come on, is that right? He's just saying, show me you trust me. Show me you believe in me. So, I can do for you what I want to do. But if we don't trust Him any more than the unbelievers in the world, He'd be unfair. He'd be unjust to do things for us that He's not doing for them. Wouldn't be fair. Wouldn't be right. It's not because of our works, it's because of our faith, our trust. We know. Somebody say we know. Boy, know is positive. Not think so, maybe so. We know that all things only God can do that. Even the things that the devil meant for evil. Is that right? If you just hold on and trust God, he'll take the thing and turn it on its head. And the devil will go, no, 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 that's not supposed to help them. Right? And He calls it to work out ultimately for your good. All things work together for good to them that love God. Does everybody love God? Does everybody love God? Maybe everybody here, but does everybody love God? No, they don't. So is everything working out for their good? No, it's not. To them who are the called according to His purpose. Hallelujah. Somebody said out loud Lord I, love you Lord I love you with all my heart with all my, heart, with all my, soul, with all my soul with all my mind with all my, mind, with all my, strength, with all my strength and I trust, you. And, I trust you. And I'm not you and I'm not leaving you and I know you won't leave me and I, know you won't leave me. And I thank you, and I thank you for, causing for causing everything to work together For my good. And your glory. Hallelujah. Stand up and praise him. Stand up and lift up your hands. Give him thanks. Give him glory. Give him praise. Oh somebody say Lord I worship you. 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 Oh, worship him, saints. Give him praise. Lift up your voice. Say it out loud. Lift up your hands. Lord, I worship you. I worship you. I will never quit you. I will never leave you, no matter what. No matter what. I'm not leaving you. I'm not quitting you. And I thank you that you'll never leave me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord.